Okay, so this is episode 31, is it? Is it episode 31? Um, Are we yeah. still counting? <laughs> I think so. Well, I, I am anyway, for my, own, for my own reasons. But yeah, this is episode 31. And as you can probably hear, we've got Deg back on. Uh, now, Pete told me we were going to be away again. So I thought, well, it's a good opportunity to do, you know, Deg part two. Um, but then uh, Pete was actually around in the end. So I thought, well, you know. I'm not going to exclude Pete from it. So Pete's here as well, along for the sort of stories and stuff, whatever we come out with. But are you all right, Pete? Have you had a good week? Doing well, doing well. I'm alive. That's a, that's that's important. I almost got killed this week. Oh, really? Oh, really? True story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was in a lake. I had some uh, some of my nephews and nieces over. And so I, I, got, the, I got that boat. I don't know if you ever saw it, but I got like a remote control boat. And I take I it out to the on. lake. Okay. We take it out to this lake and it gets to the middle of the lake and just stops working. And I'm like, oh, man. And I was like, well, I got to retrieve this thing. And uh, so my my brother-in-law tries to go in first and he starts swimming into the lake. He gets about however many yards and he's like, oh, that's too far. So he comes back and I'm like, oh, man, you're a wimp. Once you're, I'll, in, once you're in, do you know what I mean? Once you're in, you might as well fucking. Well, that's what I thought, right? So I was like, man, get out of my way. So I go in and I do it. And I start swimming and swimming and swimming. And I suddenly realize I am not at this boat yet. And I am freaking exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, amateurs, amateurs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I basically took the rest of my energy and swam back, but I started getting closer to the shore. I'm like, man, I hope I make it to the shore. <laughs> I was getting like exhausted. <laughs> and and the funny part about it was like, I'm sitting there thinking, if I die and I don't get to go see Temple Newsome, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> True story. That's what I was thinking while I was like about to drown. So. Well, it's, it reminds me of a fucking story, actually. Uh, I think it was the first time we went to Australia, and I don't, I don't know if we did it on the Rob podcast, did we do it, where I jumped off the jet ski? Basically, we were we were on some jet skis, um, and Rob was driving, and I went back, and we've gone quite far out, and I went, oh, I'm going to jump off and have a bit of a swim around, and I thought he'd hang around. He ended up burning off. Do you know what I mean? And just left me out there. <laughs> oh, man, honestly, I was absolutely raging about that. I said to him, I said, I'm just going to swim about and then I'll jump back on. It's just a novelty of being that deep. Um, I jumped off and he, he fucking left. Honestly, I shit myself. <laughs> he came back anyway, I got back on. But anyway, that I literally thought, oh, my God, sharks. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. anyway, that's, uh, you know, I, I don't think I went back in after that, to be honest. <laughs> I'm glad you made it, Pete. I did make it. I'm glad I made it too, man. Hey, how's it going, Dag? Yeah, good, good. And you, Pete? Good. I was so bummed I wasn't on the last episode, but I listened to it twice. It was right. that good. Yeah, man. I think uh, I, I think I, I missed you on that one as well, Pete, but we had a lot of fun, didn't we, to be fair, Dag? It was a bit of a different vibe, but, you know, you're here now, man. And, um, yeah, I mean, I thought it would be interesting, actually, just uh, Dag sort of, I take it you actually listened to, to your episode yeah. then, and, and how did you feel about it? Because I know it, it took me a while to listen to it. Yeah, I, I know you were a little. Well, mate, like the first well, the first time me and Pete did one, and he sent me the idea. I couldn't press play on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then, oh, seriously, man. And then your voice starts, and you're like, oh god. But I'd had the, I'd at least had a bit of practice with the YouTube videos, and even when I was, I never watched those back because I couldn't handle it. So when you sent me that first edit, but you know, was it a similar thing for you? Yeah, I mean, it was. Um... It was. It, I got some positive feedback from it from you and from from some other people, which plucked up the courage. Um, organized text me and said yeah, I should listen to it, so I took her advice really. And it were at that point I listened to it. Yeah, man. Yeah, you got to do it. You got. I think quite a few people have been like that. I don't. I don't really want to listen to it, but you know, it's always. It always 
like I say, I, I would say, and it's it always sounds better than you kind of think it does. But yeah, we had a, we had loads of great feedback, absolutely loads of great feedback about that episode. Um, but yeah, I suppose you bring up an interesting point, Pete, as well, uh, linking with the uh, Tempsey stuff, the Temple News and stuff, in a sense that have you actually learned the fact that this man isn't going to be at Temple News? And I have not. What's that about? <laughs> oh me? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to be there, Pete. What? <laughs> Can't be bothered. What the, what the? <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I'm on my honeymoon. Am I, am I on the? Is it the honeymoon? I think it's yeah. your. It's the honeymoon. He's yeah. off. He's off to Portugal. And uh. you already. And you already moved it anyway. No, we've not moved it. Oh, you moved it. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I'm gonna crack him up. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude. Oh yeah, man, he's missing out on it. He's missing out yeah, on I'm it. I'm absolutely devastated about that. So am, I, man. so am I. It's like it's fucking Glastonbury all over again, man. That time when you couldn't come and yeah. like, who is it? Yeah. Won't, won't let you have the fucking time yeah. off. Yeah, and now sure. and now your missus won't let. You have to yeah, have. I'm only joking. I'm only joking, honestly. But yeah, that is going to be a shame. But you're going to be here for like um, you you go the day before the gig, don't you? Literally. What day is the gig? Oh, for, for 20, uh, uh, second. I've got, do you know what, mate? I ain't got a clue. Tash, I'm sure Tash <laughs> said to me, I'm sure Tash said to me that you go um, the night before the day of the gig, effectively. And Pete's around for quite a bit before anyway, so yeah. we'll be at Hulk up, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll definitely okay. get up. So, so the answer, I suppose the question is, then, mate, if you're not coming to the gig, will you be um, paying for the pay-per-view stream? Well, is there a pay-per-view stream? Yeah, I think, I think oh, that's... Definitely. That's, Ooh, that's news to me. Yeah, is it? Well, yeah. I mean, you say everyone says that. I mean, maybe that's something that I shouldn't be saying. I don't know. But, I, well, <laughs> I mean, let's just say it as something that we'd, we'd definitely like to do. Do you know what I mean? We'd definitely yeah. like yeah. to. Well, well, let's face it. I mean, there's... The amount of messages I get from people in sort of South America and places like that, um, really, you know, far, far reaching places. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those aren't going to be able to make it. I mean, some people are, but let's face it. I mean, it's not going to be cheap. Is it that sort of thing? Yeah. It's not everybody can fly on the other side of the world and take time to see it, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. So the point being that I think it'd be cool to, to stream it in some way. I mean, oh, yeah. it was one thing, it, you know, it was one thing doing the, the DVD for the last dance, even though that was like a limited thing, but actually like a live stream. I think that, I think that could be, I'd be up for that. Yeah. Well, especially if you're not going to fucking be there, yeah. really, which is an it's an absolute tragedy. It is. It is. Um, Shame. <laughs> to, yeah, I think because the pro, I think the profile's different now as well. To be honest, with the whole, you know, the story behind, you know, what's kind of happened and stuff, and I think it's probably it's probably more far-reaching than the last dance was, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and let's face it, that word. 10 years ago on it fair enough just about 10 years ago so technology's come on to a point where i would imagine it it would be more simple and achievable nowadays to actually do some sort of live stream for you know for people who can't make it a lot of oh, japanese yeah. fans and things like that although you know some people are actually coming and again as i've said before that's another reason that we kind of went as far as we could into into next year to to guarantee people like that could make it man definitely yeah i want everybody there don't we and uh in spirit in yeah. mind or body it, well, is that you trying to, you know, make yourself feel better about the fact you're not I think that's what it is. Oh, honestly, I am a bit devastated about that. But, you know, it's not going to, you know, it's not it's, it's not the end of the world, mate. It's just typical, I think. Well, you know what I mean? well, yeah, yeah, it is. 
I mean, you could always uh, move. Uh, <laughs> yeah, move <laughs> you know, he's in a uh, movie. Yeah. Uh, your holiday. I think I, like I mean, your honeymoon, not holiday. Sorry, honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going around, you're going to shoot around Leeds a bit then, Pete? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got plans. I want to definitely, uh, you know, check out some of the restaurants. I also want to see a couple of different uh, sites. You know, you hear about all these things on the podcast, and I'm like, oh. I want to go see the school where uh, where you guys first started playing in, in band in, in the schoolroom. Of course, if I go on the grounds, I'll probably get arrested. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of that stuff is really not sort of interesting, to be honest, Pete. I mean, to be fair, if you're coming here and you want to see some stuff that's interesting, you you know, you're best probably listening to Organize. She'll have all kind of itinerary. I know what Pete means. Though. Do you know what I mean? Pete, as a fan, wants to know where where, where you came from. I yeah. Think. Well, I mean, well, fair enough. Well, I don't just want to go to Leeds's HMV. Yeah, I don't want to see a museum. <laughs> I don't want to go to the local square. I, I want to see, like, you know, for example, I want to see where you guys first played uh, in in I forget the name of that in that bar. The, uh, the all right, there's a, there's a Legion, the church hall, yeah, yeah. Like the commercial Christ, quite a lot of them. We played in Bank Club as well, didn't we? We actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. we played in Bank I Club. I think that's quite interesting for a. Uh, for an outsider. Well, I mean, the funny thing about that was, again, is the type of music we were playing. It, it, it was, you know, stuff like the dance and that, and it was someone's 50th birthday party. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. I remember when we were sort of setting up, um, it was like, like someone's 50th birthday party. And I'm like, well, we're not like, we're not like a covers band, or you know what I mean? It's pretty... And then Rob gets his bongos out and starts smashing bongos, you know what I mean? On, yeah. the, on, the, angel, on the dance at the beginning originally. And... I forgot about the bongo. But there's the funniest thing about that one as well. Like, you know, I was just, I was desperate to be taken seriously in them days. I've always been desperate to be taken. Not so much now. I well, I suppose I am in some ways. But like when we came on, he went, right, you know, when you come out, because, it, you know, the DJ, we were using the DJ's PA at that point, And he was like, oh, you know, I'll give you a bit of a fanfare. And we were just, uh, right, okay. <laughs> and then everybody walked out. He bloody put this bloody fanfare thing on there. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, God. Honestly, but yeah, that was um, that was an interesting gig, and fucking had lots of them. But yeah, so following on, I guess, in, from the the main you episode one, uh, we touched on a lot of things uh, that made made us fucking laugh a lot, made a lot of other people laugh a lot anyway. But I think there's there's more we could develop on. Um, well, quite a lot of it, to be honest. Um, I'm just wondering where we should kind of start. I, think, I have one. There's on, there's one unanswered question already. Like you had this story where you talked about how you came home and there were all these flies. Uh, but the way Deg tells it, the place was pristine when he went to bed. So I'm really yeah, curious yeah, what no happened shit. there. <laughs> oh no shit, honestly, there was not a fly, as if I could just live amongst those flies. <laughs> yeah, we never went into how we got rid of the flies. No, and if you remember, it was actually, it was quite a quandary that, because there were so fucking many of them. I mean, once I'd gotten over the fact they were there... <laughs> Um, and to be fair, to be fair to Deg, once we both got over the shock of how many there were, I thought, right, well, I'm going to look outside at the streetlights and see if they're swarming with them as well. And to be fair, the streetlights yeah. were swarming with them. So there'd obviously been some sort of mass fucking hatch out and the windows had been open with the lights on just enough um, <sighs> for, him, for him to get in. So... What, can you remember the, the initial idea? Didn't we decide to try and spray deodorant on oh, all of them? No, what, you just started kicking <laughs> off and saying, well, we need to get rid of these flies. I, it was like three o'clock in the morning or whatever it was. I had work at eight o'clock. You're kicking off massively. <laughs> right, we're going to uh, we're gonna have to get some fly spray. Where are we going to get that from? <laughs> Is, uh, the Asda's 24 hours. <laughs> Is that what I fucking said? <laughs> I thought, I'm not going to Asda. 
three o'clock in the morning for some fly spray. And I'm thinking, I'm racking my brains thinking, I'm going to have to go with him. He's not going to go on his own to Asda. I, thought, I can imagine it. So how yeah, was the tour? I thought, get the vacuum. And we got the vacuum and I sucked them all up in vacuum. It was the only thing we could fucking do. But mm. to be honest, we all, we st- I think it took us about 45 minutes yeah. to come up with that, didn't yeah. it? We were just, there were just fucking so many flies. Jesus Christ. Wow. Must have been a local hatch. Yeah, definitely. There'd definitely been some sort of hatch out. But, you know, it was a case of, isn't that fucking absolutely just typical? I just find the timing hilarious. Like, you, you've you been on tour for all this time. You come in, that's, believe, that's the you, first you conversation. Never, <laughs> never believe it, would you, Pete? Honestly, I'm a decent <laughs> guy. Like I said last time, I've filled the fridge, to fill the fridge, make sure everything were perfect. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, well, that, that does remind me of one time, actually. You, you talk about that. Now, there were ones I bought myself like a juicer. And I was proper buzzing about this juicer. Um, you know what I mean? Because I, I do love proper, like, proper fresh squeezed orange juice. <laughs> and um, so anyway, it, and anyone who's ever tried that, for, you know, juicing or whatever, knows it takes a lot of bloody preparation work. And then you've got to clean the bloody thing. It's a right pain. Yeah, that's the worst part. To, yeah. get, to get not that much. So anyway, I went through that whole rigmarole of um, doing it. And this, is, this story is twofold anyway. So anyway, I've, I'd made myself loads and I thought, right, there's a, you know, a good two or three glasses there. Um, it really put put the timing on, oh, ju- on the juicer yeah. to get this juice ready. Yeah. Let's get that context. You'd peeled the oranges. <laughs> juiced the oranges yeah. into a special Tupperware jug. <laughs> Puts it in the fridge for the morning. I were unaware that he'd done any of this. Well, what do you mean? It was fucking in there in a jug. Yeah, yeah. How do you I think didn't know it... where it had come from. Well, what the fuck do you mean? You thought there's a juicer on the side? No, you don't know where I it came from. I didn't know all about the juicer. <laughs> I cop for this juice in the morning. And I thought, <laughs> oh, juice. I'm in on that. <laughs> I think, I mean, what are we, 18? Oh, what, I'm a 40 this year. <laughs> 22 years and that's our only ever fallout. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we really even fell out about it. I was just like really... <laughs> Incredulous you because oh man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it if you'd have just had like a glass, but you drank it all, and I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like the amount of fucking pain in our side to do to do that. And anyway, that goes on because I came home another time, and he's got the juicer out, the juicer that he claims no knowledge of now, but he's sat here. <laughs> no, I think I'm no, uh, now aware of the juice. You're now aware of the juice. <laughs> you knew about all that juicing shit. Jesus Christ. So anyway, I come home and he's got the juicer out and he's using juicer and I'm like, uh, making some juice. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah. And, and I, I noticed that he's just feeding the oranges through unpeeled. He's, mm. he's, feeding, he's feeding the oranges through unpeeled. So I was like, um, why why aren't you peeling him? He's like, I oh, don't need to. And I went, you, you, do, you do need to. You do need to. And he just, I think he just went, oh, it'll be all right. I'll put some sugar in it. <laughs> I put some sugar in it, so I just thought, oh, I've got to see this. So I fucking stood there and watched him make it. And then when you when you actually when this stuff came out, I think there was about an eight-inch head of like yeah, juice. The, and then you just put you sprinkled some fucking sugar into this foam and then attempted to drink through it. And we're just like, no, that's fucked. No, fuck it. <laughs> Honestly, proper fucking peep show level stuff. And again, I think, you know, there'll be my oranges. Where are you? Fuck you. You want your oranges. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely won't. Oh, uh, man. Why was there not video for all this stuff? Well, fucking hell. <laughs> so, how long did you guys live together? What, three years? Uh, oh, I thought it was more. It felt like more. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs>
Fucking I mean, the thing was, he had his fucking little scooter. What CC with it? 50cc. He had his little 50cc. And so when I went on tour, I would effectively sat around waiting for him to get back from work. And, you know, you'd be sat there in summer and it'd be a nice, quiet evening. And then just sort of really far off in the distance, you'd just hear... Is <laughs> his fucking motor, motor scooter thing fucking? I could hear it coming all the way around fucking Edge of Kipax over top of hill and then down through, and I could hear him coming and then he'd come bumbling down fucking drive and burst in with his fucking helmet all and pull his helmet <laughs> off and he'd have air down to his fucking mid back. Yeah, yeah. Can I, you believe that, Pete? No. <laughs> hair down to my ass. Nice, you know, but nice. I, I, I think it were were it three. I think I thought it were long. I think it's three years. I think it were me that got Rob Harvey to grow his hair when <laughs> when, he, when he saw my hair. He thought oh, right. I'm having a piece of that. Oh, right back in the JJ. We were almost a bit. In fact, if I remember rightly, it were almost a competition between me and Rob to see. Oh wow, along. that's interesting. That we'll have to we'll have to ask him about. I'll, I'll text him about that. I'm curious. Uh, I think. Um, I think he won eventually, though. To be oh, honest, I did, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he rocked some. Uh, he had some good length on that hair at one stage. Massive, uh, massive volume too. I had more of a frizz rather than volume. <laughs> nice, but yeah. So you found yourself into a lot of those uh, early practice sessions then uh, with uh, Rob and Adam. Oh me? Yeah. I never saw any practice sessions. I don't. Did you ever come to? You came down to Soundworks, didn't you? But not when we were actually playing. No, no, no. I never saw any. I never saw any of them. Hmm. No. Well, I mean, to be honest, you, you were fucking always working, really, wasn't yeah. you? That was the thing with Deg. And, like, we had such a buzz when we hung out together, but he used to work, like, 8, 8. And yeah, I'd just be like, I'd be like, I'd text him, go, what time are you back? And he's like, well, fucking half 8. I'm like, half 8? Fucking hell, what? Fucking hell, it's 10 in the morning, we need some milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, um... Well, yeah, we had such a fucking laugh living together. And like a lot of fucking lads who lived together, I'm sure, we played a lot of fucking Pro Evo, do you know? And I think even when we didn't live together, you came round and we played Pro Evo. We did, yeah. We, yeah. Got, we got pretty intense about those games. It got pretty serious. You know, there were never any fallings out, but there were times where it were like, you know, we were quite engaged. In it these. was textbook three Pro Evos. That's it. Always play the third, even if you were 2 0. Yeah, out. that's right. Mm. But the thing was, like, it did get quite serious at some points, but I'd always know when Deg's head had gone. <laughs> because, you know, I'd be thinking, right, what's he doing here? It's a game of chess, is this? It's a game of chess. And then it goes back to his keeper. And I'm like, right, okay, his keeper's got it. All right, his keeper's bringing ball out. All right, playing out front back. His keeper's bringing ball out. His keeper's quarter away. His keeper's long halfway. Like, what's he doing? So then I start running with every. I mean, anyone who's played Pro Evo or I, uh, you know, FIFA or anything at that point, you're like, shit. What if he actually gets there? So I start running with every man I can fucking select, and of course I just keep pressing select a man rather than actually running at him. So he's cruising right through my fucking field of defense and everything, and then just ends up fucking walking the ball into the back of the net. <laughs> You were no, but you you were when you were on it, you were proper on it, and you were like, when we were bang into it, you'd be like, I'm on fire today. <laughs> oh, dude, what, what I'm, I'm on fire today, and I'd think, right, let's just take the piss, <laughs> keep the keeper and make a mockery of it. Donald fucking loves this bit when he listens to his podcast, <laughs> just just to take it away from you because you thought you were on fire. That's what fucking Don would do, honestly. If Don were in that situation and you were celebrating before, I'd be like, well. <laughs> <laughs> but then you ended up that was the thing that pissed me off for you ended up fucking scoring yeah, yeah. it's not even sometimes when he were pissed off he'd get he'd play it to his keeper and then his keeper would just mysteriously turn around and run into the back of his own net and then <laughs> you, know, that, you were losing Pete and you were losing it it'd be a 
decent game, you're losing. <laughs> you just make a mockery of it and just run it into your own gate. Oh, and then honestly, and there'd be just be silence, and then my head would just turn and look at him like that. <laughs> <laughs> you go, oh, come on, mate. Oh, come, oh, come on, mate. We we're, were, were actually playing then. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah but, but they were good years. They were really good years. I lost two stone in that first year that I moved in. Can you remember? Can you remember why you moved out of your house? Yeah. Well, um, no, a fucking Mars. What are you oh. about? My house. Yeah, cause my fucking. Yeah, house. Yeah, to be fair, I could have been moving out from him. All right, I'll get. I get that. I get that. But go on. Uh, no, I don't actually. No, I you don't, don't remember why? You, that's that's what that was a weird thing for me. Is like I just came home one day and you went. Uh, how you doing? I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. And you're like, oh, I'm moving out tomorrow. Yeah. And I was just like, what? I don't think it was that quick. I did That's... give you a bit of noise. Well, I don't think it was that long, though. It was it was relatively... Un- I'm not saying, like, in a bad way, but there was a relative amount of unceremoniousness to it. Oh, well, because I'd, I'd built it up in my head and I was struggling to sell you. That's what it was. Oh, mm-hmm. all right, okay. Oh, fucking well, there you go. And I left it, and I left it. And I think I'd, I would be <laughs> at the time, and she'd said, have you told him yet? Oh, really? Ooh, told him. this is juicy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Pardon the pun. I don't know how to tell him. I don't know how to tell him. And then I think I told you on the day that Zoe chucked you. <laughs> oh, good, good timing. <laughs> yeah, about ah, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be sidetracked. He'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, didn't you? I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. Oh, but you know, that's it a bad day for you, that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing, but it's fine. That's like playing football when you're just minding your own business, marking someone, and that ball just whaps you full on in the face. And you're just like, oh, where did that come from? Yeah, um, I remember that. I remember shitting myself about telling you. Yeah, why? Why? I was going to ask getting you why. Lean, I was getting leaned on to get out of there. I don't know if we were going to go home and save up for a house or something. Oh, she didn't like me. Um... Well, yeah, I think that's probably what it was, yeah. <laughs> She was like, we're going up to the bedroom. And I was like, well, why don't you go up to the bedroom and I'll play a bit of Pro Evo down here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, that was the thing, I suppose, for me. We're a little bit, like, I kind of picked up on that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Rather than thinking, oh, you're just moving out for whatever reason. I think because maybe, like, I think people do that a lot with me. I think because they don't necessarily know how I'm going to react about stuff. They kind of, they don't tell me sort of simple stuff until eventually it builds up to the point for them where they kind of either get angry about yeah, something. Yeah, totally. It or, all comes out wrong. Yeah, yeah. Not comes a good plan. <laughs> yeah, it all comes out just playing wrong. Uh, but I can understand, uh, you know, um, not really liking me. I mean, there was the time where I wandered, you know, carefree into house and thought, oh, Deg's not, uh, not downstairs. Deg? And you were just like, yeah. And I just walked up the stairs and um, opened the door and... <laughs> is that, is, are you rich actually going to go there? I'm going there, mate. Am I not, am I not going there? Am I not, am I not supposed to go there? No, you can go there, well, mate. Well, fucking hell. He, he were in there with his girlfriend, basically, and I'd thought... Studying? I'd, I'd said... Yeah, studying, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd said hello, and he'd said hello back. And in my mind, that was all right, come in. And obviously at the point I entered the room, it was at that point I realised that I'd fucked up. And I'm sure it was the point where Deg thought, oh, shit, he's actually coming in here. <laughs> the thing was, bless, you know, bless, like he, Deg disappeared quick as lightning. <laughs> 
And there's just his girlfriend. I mean, I've named her now. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll cut the name out. It's just his girlfriend at the time just laid there on the bed. Do you know what I mean? It's a good job. It's a good job that I heard Deg shout now there when I, or whatever he said when I went in. Otherwise, I'd have gone in there and just encountered Deg's uh, girlfriend at the time naked on his bed. <laughs> I think you did, didn't you? Didn't you walk in and go, whoa? I did, exactly what I did, yeah. And then I thought to myself, why the fuck did I walk in then? Do you know what I mean? And I thought, we were just that close, Dick. Yeah. <laughs> and then I heard you running upstairs and I thought, he's just going to come in here. And I just dived <laughs> off. I know we were proper on the job at the time. <laughs> I just dived off down back at bed. I had nowhere to go. Wow. Oh, well, fuck it. She knocked a load of plaster out of my ceiling anyway, yeah. so I don't yeah. fucking <laughs> Well, it, that was the one time I shagged her downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, but yeah, um, what else? I mean, it was the day after that where she was like, "Yeah, we need to move." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was that really the day that uh, me and Zoe split up? I'm, I'm sure it was. That, as you saw, as you saw, uh, observantly put it, the day that Zoe chucked me. Yeah, very specific. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've said that since about 1990. <laughs> chucked, chucked. Is, is that different to packed in? Yeah. Oh, finished with dump. There's another yeah. one as well. There, fucking hell, that's a uh, yeah, that is mental. That uh, fact, that factoid, mate, that you've uh, but like, yeah, then I moved out, didn't I? And I think, I think what I think realistically, what I thought is I can save a few quid here and just still come down every night. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, uh, it was very much like uh. Instead of going up to bed, I just went home. But I still spent as much time here as, ever, as I ever did. Yeah, because I think it was at least a year before our Joe moved in, wasn't it? Yeah. My brother moved mm. in after that. Um, but yeah, that were that were that were a weird time. But I suppose we're jumping about there. There's plenty of stuff to talk about when we're still living together, to be fair. But um, I mean, yeah, the fucking juice incidents. But uh, also, I mean, there was the Filming of the blank canvas gig, weren't there? And that actual gig itself. Yeah. You know what I mean, I think that was. For the worked. people. For the people. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, it's a fitting name as well because it was just full of everyone from, well, everyone that sort of knew us at that yeah, point, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Are you in that video? I'm in the video, Pete. Oh, we're going to watch again. Briefly, like, li- no, literally, Pete, you've got to slow mo it and then pause it and you get a fleeting glimpse of it. <laughs> you've got to really use your imagination yeah. to believe. <laughs> He's in the corner with a juicer. <laughs> I've never been. There's so much to say about that. I mean, we did. I had no idea we were going to have to get in that room and dance like that. Oh. We had no. Do you know what we got told? Well, uh, do you want to come down to blank canvas? We just got to have a kick about. It. They might film us for a bit, but we just got to kick a foot a bit footy about and that. Is that all um, I told you? Yeah, yeah. And I said, all right. And then we get down there, and there's someone going, "Where's the dancers? <laughs> Are you the dancers?" I'm like, I'm like definitely not. not. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, you're the dancers. <laughs> Fucking hell. And they put us in that room, in that warehousey room bit. And they said, we're going to play this, play the people. We want you all to dance. But the only thing is, like, if when you see in that video, Pete, they've got them big PAs and, um, and amps. Oh, yeah. They won't, they won't work in. There, there was no music on when we were dancing around there. <laughs> yeah. And that, honestly, when I sort of observed that, I just thought, what? You've never been in a more awkward situation <laughs> yeah. than in a room with with a hundred people dancing to no music. Exactly. And that's exactly what I mm. thought. I was just like, fucking hell. I mean, you know, you've got to be, a, you know, pretty artistic and, you know, in that, yeah, in that yeah. sense to just yeah. dance to no yeah. music in an acting sense. Yeah. Um, 
for someone who just saw the video though, you'd never know that because everybody looked like they were just vibing. Oh yeah, yeah, it was silent. It's and well, there, there was just a load of dust on the floor and it kept kicking up and they had to wait for dust to settle and bloody hell. I think to be fair, when you watch it back in it, sort of like in slow-mo as well. Yeah, it is, so yeah. like, it kind of looks really cool. But I think in the end, it did bring, I'm sure we brought a PA in. I'm sure we... we no, you didn't. I'm fucking sure we did, man. Did no we way. You had to no. do the whole, the whole thing, thing with no music. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. why they had to slow-mo it because you had some people dancing techno and And of course, all Genizes uh, features in that video as well. Yeah. So, so does Rob's brother actually, who really enjoyed doing that, running around with the uh, with the flares. Uh, yeah, the is, flares I mean, in the beginning, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it was a it was a fucking it was a really good night that uh, because of how it's set up down there as well. Like outside, it's it's pretty open. Do you know, what I mean? it's not like in well, it kind of is in the city centre, but it's the, uh, there was a lot of space there. I bet there isn't there now. It's so developed. Um, but at the time, our bus was outside and. You know, it was just like I say, it was all his mates, man. It was fucking shitloads of people, absolute yeah. shitloads of people. And we'd said that we, you know, we're going to film this video. But again, like Deg says, we didn't really know the kind of scale they were talking about. Because I think previously we'd just done the little videos for Long Road, and I think we did one for Healer as well, and um, pretty low key videos. I'm sure that were our first, like. I don't know, sort of video experience. Mm. Can you remember if, did we just film the gig or did we do some like other, did we have to sort of play the song without playing the song for him to film it? Do you know what Are I mean? You, what do you mean before the gig? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or did we just capture the gig? Because there were Will Jackson as well. And this would have, I was gutted because you loved Will Jackson's episode as well. I was gutted that I didn't talk to Will about the fact that um, he actually recorded live at the blank canvas because we got like a proper, you know, a truck outside with all the recording equipment in and he nice. sort of captured, he captured the whole thing. And when I, Actually watched that back recently. The sound quality on that's amazing. It, you know, it does sound really. It were, good. It were a belting gig though. That if I remember, it was. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, I do, and I remember how it, how the fucking bass and everything rumbled through the stage because obviously it was just uh, you know it's not a proper stage in there. It was just rigging. Do you know what I mean? And um, because it's not, I don't know whether we were one of the first people to do a gig in there. It wasn't. It wasn't on the gig circuit when we played that place. It was. It was literally a fucking warehouse. Yeah, it was. Yeah. The, ac yeah. the acoustics in there were terrible, to be mm. fair, mm. but we just had it so fucking loud. I remember sweat dripping off the ceiling as well. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that's talking about that deck. Do you remember Manchester Moho? That gig where me and Rob played, yeah. where you drove me and um, we did that little acoustic set. Yeah. Uh, did you did you come to one previously as well? No, I think I just did that one. Oh, but I remember you? just leaving halfway through because it was just too hot. Um, or, or even at that point, yeah, or, I, I went and stood outside, and that was just for me and Rob doing that acoustic show <laughs> in there. But honestly, when we did that, I know we've talked about it before. I've never been that hot in my entire life, and I'm still looking for people to 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 give testimony to how mental it was in that room. It was just when that shit was dripping off at ceiling, man. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that different for that green fucking brown water dripping off at ceiling, and you're just like, oh my god, what? Where did you see him, Pete? Did you say you saw him in Florida? Yeah, I saw him in West Palm, Florida. That uh, right. what was it called? Uh, there was some kind of it was a huge fest. It was like a buzz. Lollapalooza. No, it wasn't Lollapalooza. I think it was called like Buzz Buzz oh. Bake Sale Bake Sale. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, someone put the someone put it up on Twitter, didn't they? Yeah. Someone put the, the scheduling up, the lineup up on Twitter. Um, 
I, I was already listening to them for the first album and I was, I just loved it. And then the second album came out and I equally loved that. And that's when they started touring, like right after the second album. And it was around yeah, that yeah. time. And so, and they had, in my, to my knowledge, they had never been anywhere near. So I was like, when my buddy, Mike, uh, Mobley told me like, dude, you're not going to believe this. The music's coming to West Palm. I was like, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then they ended up being like the first band that, or the, either the first or the second band that came out. So it was like the middle of the day. And at this point, the crowd hadn't really, you know, there was a decent amount of people, but the place is big. So like it gets bigger, but it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. the earlier bands. And I was like, so the crowd that was just standing up there by the stage, I was like, these people have never heard of the music. They're going to be like, who are these guys? And I know yeah, yeah, what's yeah. going to happen. And sure enough, they, you know, everybody was just bouncing, you know, halfway through the set people were just totally, you could just yeah, see yeah, the looks yeah. on their faces. These like, who the really heck are these guys? And me and Mike yeah, were like, yeah. yep, told you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who were headlining that show? Can you remember, Pete? Uh, now I got to look. Um, I, we didn't stay because we were just there for the music. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember. I paid full price for the ticket. I watched the music and then I left. (laughs) I can honestly, I can pretty much picture, you know, it sounds ridiculous, but I can pretty much picture every gig we ever did. So I'm just trying to put a face to the name. If you know right now, I'm pulling up a set list. Corn. What the fuck? Cottonmouth. The presidency of the United States of America were there. Uh, Taking back Sunday. Uh, Seven Dust. Skindred. The Muse. And. Let's see. Yeah, but Corn uh, was the headline. Okay, no. And yeah, every one of those bands, I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm going to see the music. <laughs> I mean, to my knowledge, we only played with Muse once, and that were in LA as part of like, um, I think that were like fucking near Universal Studios or something. We played down there. Uh, the funny memory I have of that gig was, uh, you, it was before you guys started. You guys were just side stage, and Rob was like, and we were. I ran front row like an idiot because I was like, I, I want to see front row. This could be great. And so Rob was standing there, and uh, it was real quiet. And I just yelled, hey, Rob. And he turned around and looked at the crowd like, what? <laughs> Somebody here knows my name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he was expecting that. <laughs> but, yeah. So where are you going to stand in, tem- in Temple News? And then are you going to get on stage? Or are you going to get into the into the mix or what? That's a very interesting point, Pete. Is that? The middle at the front. Yeah, the, yeah. The bit out left of him in the middle at the front. He needs to experience it, though. You know, you I've know. thought about that. Well, I think I, mean, I might have to. I think I might have to just go straight to the middle of the front and and and, and take the beating. I mean, you might just be, <laughs> probably better just get in front of you know in between front and front row and stage. Yeah, right? well, I mean, you could go for it. The best place to be at a gig is near the sound yeah. desk. You know what I mean? Sort of either just in front of the sound. I mean, it, that's the problem with live music. It's mixed by someone who is sat at a certain point, and it's going to sound very different wherever you, you are and a decent sound guy if you can we'll sort of come out and move around a bit and just make sure that it's the you know the best of both worlds so to speak but you know it, it does seem quite exciting being on the side of the stage and that but it, it's gonna sound dreadful yeah you know? like that one really? in Birmingham now, and it yeah. sounded horrendous you won't hear anything no you don't no you know i mean like you, you'll you'll hear the kit like uh, some pots and pans maybe yeah bit. yeah i remember you saying to me it'll sound shit up there and i thought oh, this is you know i'm thinking it's a connoisseur's sort of ear it's gonna sound shit and it just sounded proper shit well i thought it would be amazing to stand to stand you know just from the visual perspective to stand on the side of the stage and see adam just killing it with the backdrop yeah, that, of all yeah. the people but uh boy i definitely want to i want it to sound good that, so. is, it, that is good to see everybody's faces to see what the band see that is great to see everybody's and faces. to capture some video like that you know yeah 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 i mean it's, it's really torn between two then aren't you do you know what i mean because mm-hmm. you've got that opportunity to get into them sort of areas but you, are you going to get the full experience right there, but, right right i don't you know can do, but, 
You can do both, though, to be fair. I mean, that's kind of what, I, just for anyone who's in that position where, uh, you know, providing it's reasonably practical to move to and from, um, you know, backstage and out front and stuff, that's yeah. obviously, that can be key, really. But you should, you know, you should have free movement in that sense. So what you would do is you'd pick one and do it first and then pick another and do it second. So whether you wanted to, whether you wanted to start at the side of the stage and kind of be up there for the crowd reaction and everything and then sort of after three, four, maybe five songs, you know, you, you go, Move. Yeah, you go out and again that can be the best way of doing things really can moving around and hearing it in different places because I'm you know that it's the nature of playing gigs outside um and I've probably spoken about it before yeah. but um it, it just can be a nightmare for sound uh, unless it's a still day and that's why we're really pissed off on bloody what were it yeah. uh, 28th of May what a nice day for it, it oh it. fucking hell and it just got <laughs> to about seven eight nine in the evening and I would have stood in back guard and literally sort of just like it's piss it down, yeah, down. there is absolutely <laughs> There is absolutely no wind going on here, yeah. and that's the time when the music, you know, the, the the sound coming out of the fucking yeah. speakers will travel properly, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't effectively get washed away um, by wind, which which it, you know, it, it can suffer a great deal from. So, yeah, yeah I think that that'd be my. Um, you can move around, or you know what you could do is you could go near monitor desk. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. monitor guy, get a set of headphones. Monitor guy might even give you a, a decent monitor mix but again a monitor mix is not the same as a yeah. front of house mix do you know what i mean the the, the very the, the very different things and that's probably something not a lot of people realize that if you were to stand behind all the equipment at a gig you know it, it does as degazeg just explained it sounds absolutely fucking dreadful yeah. i want to stand right in front of your speakers when you're playing welcome to the north so i can just feel that power and then when you guys are playing uh, turn out the light i want to be dead center with my gaffa beard on <laughs> oh, I think you know what I mean. We should get some sort of following that everybody put the gaffer on. on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Can you imagine? how fucking funny would that be? I know. Imagine all that stuff. I mean, like the, the banter side of things. I mean, it's going to be bad enough with people shouting parsley and stuff. Here, you know I mean, like, fucking hell, it's a parsley. Usually just the chance of Yorkshire and things yeah, like that, but yeah. I'm pretty sure there's going to be lots of chance of And that's not to be encouraging, by the way, to do that for. <laughs> no, I'm dead. I am devastated. So you've just seen them that once live, Pete, in Florida. Oh, yeah. I saw them once and then I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to see them again. And then they never came back. Yeah. And I was I was, I I was definitely gutted. Uh, it's, it's strange, you know, because it still don't feel real to me, the fact that we're doing another gig. I mean, I don't know if that's, you know, something to do with the fact that it's been rescheduled. But even when it were announced and shit didn't feel real. And then you do a, a rehearsal, still don't feel real. And then we've done two more and it still don't feel real. Yeah, it'll be about two weeks before. That's when it generally is for me. I just sign up for stuff, whatever it is, a well, stag do or whatever. And I think, yeah, I'll be bang up for that when it comes round or it's miles away and then it starts getting closer <laughs> and you just start getting more and more nervous. Well, that's, that's the thing is, like, I ain't done it for so long and I'm just hoping that this, you know, muscle memory kicks in in the same way that it did when I decided to pick up a guitar again and it was like, all right, fucking hell yeah, I remember it all. Um, But, you know, it's one thing getting, I don't know, man. I think there's going to come a point where it could get like a little bit like, fucking hell. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, I can't imagine. That that would be scared to death. When you're doing it all the time and you're sort of seasoned at it, that really, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, it's always there, is that? But for me, it's kind of once everything started and I realised there's no serious technical issues going on and you can relax. I'm not that bothered then, but like there's a bit of me that kind of thinks, 
how the fuck am I even going to walk out on stage? I think mm. me and Rob, had, I think me and Rob had the conversation. I mean, just in terms of the sort of like how, well, you know, how much of a hot potato the situation is, was, you know, well, was, do you know what I mean? And like the the level of sort of emotion that's in, involved for, well, for everyone that's involved in it, really. At the point where we actually walk out on stage, that's a watershed moment for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like, right, I have to remember, I have to, I have to stay in control here enough to, to do what I'm here yeah, yeah. to do. Yeah, you know the, what I mean? Right? Yeah. Cue the Matrix music and all of a sudden you're like walking to the stage and they're playing the Matrix intro and you know you're about to kick into the dance. Yeah. Where's Nutter? Where's Nutter? What do you mean where's Nutter? And everyone's just like, he's gone. What the fuck do you mean? He's gone. Just like fucking, you're just What's that cloud there. of smoke? Yeah, the, the trees parting in the woods at Temple Newism as I'm just sprinting away. No, I'm not going to, no, it's not going to be that bad. Um, you know, like, there's going to be so much love there, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? Especially like, if it's Oh, yeah. 15,000 people. Um, I think it's going to be a moment, and it's definitely going to be a moment. It's going to be, of course, it is, man. It's going to be, it's going to have a lot of weight to it. Is that moment? And I'm sure it's not just me. Do you know what I mean? Like the other lads as well. Um, I'm sure it's going to be exactly the same for them. I don't know whether the delay gives you more time to deal with it or more time to dwell on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I like what Phil said. He said he usually can never uh, really enjoy the dance because he's so focused on the technical aspects to make sure everything's going. And then once, once the dance is about halfway through and he realizes everything is good, then, then he can actually start to enjoy the show. Oh yeah, man. I think I said it before as well, that that's the make or break of a gig where you come out and you start playing and you're like, right, I can hear myself and then a bit of bass and you're like, all right, I've got enough bass and then drums, right, I can hear drums, right, we're away. And at that point you relax, but yeah, you know, something, there's nothing worse where you're playing a full gig with, you just can't fucking hear yourself. And it does happen. There are circumstances where stuff just, you know, plays the, the, the acoustics of the room and everything and the dynamics play against you. And the whole gig is an absolute nightmare. And it's one of those ones where, you know, at the end, the monitor engineer, who is obviously the guy who's on stage just off the, you know, just off to the side of the stage, that's the monitor engineer. He has his own, well, you know, he has his own PA effectively, which is playing to us. So there's front of house, which is all your big speakers at front that point at the crowd. And then there's the mixing desk out front that's front of house and then your monitor engineer as i say sits on the side of the stage and pr- provides uh, a mix to us lot that's how we hear do you know what I mean? That's literally just the speakers pointing a different way, pointing towards you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pointing towards the crowd. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, and the ones pointing towards the crowd have everything in it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the you know uh, yeah yeah mixed and sounding all lovely. We get what we want. We get what we ask for. Do you know right, what I mean? Right. So, but that oh, this is dead interesting. Well, you don't have, what, don't you have in ears though that have your individual mixes? Yeah, some, some people have in ears. Yeah, it's um, there's different ways of doing it, but an in ears person still has to have a mix. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. They still have to have a monitor engineer doing it. And yep. you know. Some people have often said to me, what's he doing? And I'm like, well, he's doing our monitors and that's always left people puzzled. They're the little speakers <laughs> that are on the floor that point up at us. Yeah. And then at the side of the stage, there'll be two massive ones pointing, uh, directly firing across the front of the stage. Um, and that's what that's what we hear. And that's usually just got all the drums in it basically we don't really need anything else you know like we you know we just need to keep we just need to hear ourselves and we need shitloads of drums and then the bass shoe i mean as we've discussed with, with Stu, his bass is usually so loud i mean <laughs> some circumstances where it's not even in the pa because it travels that just much feel it. <laughs> oh, exactly man yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, we've had situations where it's difficult you won't really know if you're not a musician or maybe maybe everyone's actually experienced this i'd like to think everyone's experienced this when you were young well if you're in a club and there's ridiculously loud music and you're singing along to it in your head 
all of a sudden there'll be something happens atmospherically and you'll suddenly think, oh shit, I'm in wrong key. Do you know what I mean? Because and you you were hearing it completely different to the yeah. actual reality of yeah. it. And maybe I'm not explaining it as good as uh, no, I get so, that. But you know, yeah, a song you'll know will be on in the club and you'll be singing to it and it'll maybe drop in volume and that's the point where you go, oh fuck, I'm like, you know, <laughs> way off. Yeah, I'm not even seeing it fucking right. Uh, but that's a lot of the time that's lower frequencies and that's like a problem we had in smaller venues because I mean that's the thing for every musician you've got to have it how you need it and Stu really needed his bass loud behind him rumbling away um, slightly different for me slightly different with sort of guitars because it's a th- it's a thinner although there's a lot of mids there it's a thinner texture and travels mm-hmm. differently through air do you know what I mean it's oh, yeah. much more much more directional. So all I need to do is put a cab at my head height or even on the floor firing directly at my ears and then I can hear everything I need, but it's it's a lot different for a bass. And then like you say, Pete, you do have in-ears um, and that's a whole different world oh, in yeah. themselves, really. Um, I mean, in-ears is the same as having a, a monitor, like a wedge yep. we call them on the floor, but mm-hmm. it's obviously just, it's in your ears and you've got much more freedom about where you can stand so you can hear stuff more than anything. I got to say, I'm really dreading the concert because um from an emotional perspective it's like every song like when they play the song like that's it <laughs> you know like i'll, I'll never yeah. you know potentially never see yeah. disco live again i'll never see yeah. welcome to the north live again and then and, and there's a part of it that's almost like an emotional part of it that yeah. i'm just like it's, i'm almost dreading it for that reason because i feel like each one it's like burning the page you know and it's just like it's, it's kind of a heavy thought that i just like I, for that reason i'm yeah. i was actually glad they postponed the the uh the event because it's like ah, i don't want that to not be a thing in the future yeah, yeah. you know yeah it's yeah, kind of like I mean, a. You ever watch a finale of a show that you really like, and they're playing the final episode, and you're thinking, yeah, yeah. "Oh man, I almost don't even want to watch it because that means it's over." <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. A bit like Clarkson's Farm this week for me. I watched eight episodes in a day, and we're just gutted at the end because I didn't have another one to watch. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I said this to our last about the wedding. Do you know what I mean? Because I said, the thing is, we've been planning this wedding for three years. And I said, you're going to have to look out for that feeling. And so are you, mate, when you when you come off stage after Temple News. I and mean, it's like, wow, I've been thinking about that for three years. And now that's it. Mm. Yeah, well, it, honestly, it's really not lost on me. And it was something that I thought about very early on, um, to be honest, was how much this was clearly starting to mean to me, you know, obviously instantly it meant, you know, when, once it all started coming together, um, yeah, it was becoming such a, a, you know, a big thing that, you know, it kind of came with a few problems really. One being the fact that it's going to be amazing. But then, like you say, Pete, there's kind of the potential that that's then it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, like you say, it's not only the last... And it's, I suppose it's weird for us because we've already had that feeling of, well, that was the last time we played those songs. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that's why it was such a, you know, a celebration to to play them again, even even in a practice form, let alone talk about doing a gig. But yeah, so it's, it's kind of twofold because it's such an exciting thing and it's something I've missed so much. And, you know, I've always worried, well, since, it started coming about i've often thought is this going to be a bit cruel on myself really in the sense that you know it that's it and that might be the last time get that sort of high but i mean i obviously i don't fucking feel like that now to be honest oh no way no way because i'm creating my own um stuff that i'm going to buzz off anyway do you know what i mean it's the end of a chapter maybe yeah yeah i think that's i think that's the perfect way of looking yeah. at it really is that it a, a, a really nice, um, you know, hopefully will be fucking really good as well, which I can't say we not be. And like you say, it will be um, a really nice end to the chapter. 
But at the same time, there is the fact that I'm, I wouldn't say this will be the last time the music are ever going to play together. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't, well, I, I wouldn't say that is something that is set in stone. And, you know, I think that, you know, speaking completely openly, um, if we all enjoy it and it is a fun process, man, like, why not fucking do it again at some point? And that's that's the scoop that you've been looking for that, Pete. There it is. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, like, so I just think that will be evident to everyone, really. Um, I know people see it slightly differently because some people are saying, well, if you go into all that effort to get match fit in inverted commas, why are you only doing one gig? But it's like, well, come on, you know, it's not it's not about that. We're not out there promoting any new music. This is a celebration. And then maybe in a fucking few more years, we'll fucking... If it, if it feels right, if it feels right. The point is anyway that I know with my hand on my heart that I would never say no. Do you know what I mean? Unless, you know, under bizarre circumstances. But if everyone else were in a situation where they wanted to do it, I'd always be up for it. Yeah. I mean, the thing is really, and it it, it comes down to the making, make, uh, doing live music or making new records is it's how it fits into everyone's lives now. And it's it's interesting for me really, because at the start of all this, um, you know, the music was kind of my only focus and everything was kind of playing around that. Whereas now, do you know what I mean? As, as we've discussed, it kind of feels like that's, um, it kind of feels like I'm moving into other things and it's not my be all and end all just the music anymore. Mm. And I think that's a really important thing. And it might, that might stick in some people's ears or throats a bit that sort of, but I don't mean it in probably the way that you'd interpret really, you know, like, I think as I've done all these podcasts and things and talked on YouTube and even watched myself at times, I think it's time I got over it. Do you know what I mean? I think there's a, you know, while there was a big bit of me that was, I suppose even subconsciously desperately thinking of a way to, I don't know, keep it alive when it died, <laughs> that right through to trying to bring it back to life properly. And But do you know what I mean? Like there is, there has to be a point where you kind of, you let it go in that degree, if you know what I mean anyway, instead of in, uh, kind of obsessing over it, um, sort of being some sort of unicorn. But that, I guess that's the point of this part of the conversation is it's kind of like the unicorn has come back for a night. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. we're going to do this gig. And that's the, that is the weird thing, right? You know, you spend 10 years not doing anything like this and not having a taste of that. I don't even want you, what you call it, respect or adulation or whatever you do, whatever you get from your fans. And you come back and you do the biggest gig you've ever done in this country. Do you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. That's, that's something. I mean, it would. Don't get me wrong. It would have been really fucking exciting if we came back and did a two and a half thousand at Leeds Arena. But yeah. doing fifteen thousand at fucking Temple Newsom, man. <laughs> I, you know, I'm sure. I know we go on about this a lot on here, but you know, fucking hell, it's going to be a topic of conversation, isn't it? But I'm not even saying this in a sort of celebratory way. It's almost in a. Oh, fuck me, isn't that strange? Yeah. Isn't yeah, that strange? Yeah. How the fuck, how can we do a bigger gig now than we could back then? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. Well, it's, it certainly feels that way. Maybe you just did too many gigs. People got sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should just do one every 10 years and you'll guarantee a decent crowd. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you fucking, you, you joke, but that's probably the reality of it. Yeah. That's probably the reality of it, really. Yeah, there is a truth in it. And I guess there's a balance to be found because there's, 
Apparently it hasn't been long enough though because Deg's leaving. He's not even going. I know, so <laughs> man, I mean there's, there's there's an incongruity to be found there though. Um in a sense of again, when you look at the last tours we were playing, the strength in numbers tours, um, and the size of venues we were playing versus like the ticket sales. And I don't know if I've kind of uttered this before on podcast or on either on YouTube videos. But yeah, man, like a lot of those rooms were half full. Do you know yeah. what I mean? On our last on our last tour, and like we'd played some massive venues. Do you know what I mean? And had full catering and everything. And then we were playing, you know, <laughs> with all with all, with with all due respect, some shit all in Scarborough. Well, what what, what were the worst one? You remember? Well, on towards the end. Towards just, the end. All right, not just in general. Not on the way up. <laughs> oh fuck, we're fucked. All right. Um, I think probably that Scarborough one stuck in my head. Then I think that, and it wasn't a bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't, this conversation could be again could be mis- misconstrued because what you have to understand is when you're in a situation like that and you you go up in stages of success or notoriety and bigger venues, you know, it's obviously well, I suppose it's just like getting demoted by the level down at work. Isn't yeah. it? Do you know what I mean? You're going to be a bit like, well, hang on, I, you know, what's happening here? That's kind of a that's kind of stark, is that? And that's something that everyone who's in a band, I don't give a fuck what they say. There's no way that you don't notice uh, when you go out on that stage and it's not full. Yeah, you you don't you don't not notice that. Yeah. Obviously, every, everyone is used to that. From like initially, although let's be fucking completely frank, we weren't really used to it because. No. We'd had a couple, we'd had a handful of gigs in pubs where there weren't many people there. But other than that, you know, we played to packed rooms. So, but you know, the majority of the time you are used to playing to no people. And then when you, you get a lot of people and then when those people go, that, that has a psychological impact. How is it not going to have a psychological impact? Yeah, but part, it, of, part of me feels not, like it's not that linear though. But how are you not going to lose an element of faith? Do you know what I mean? And as much as anyone says, well, the mar- you know, the whole market shrink, bollocks, the whole market shrinking, that fucking toss sold out. Feed, feed me straight fucking lines. Do you know what I'm being serious, man? Do you know what I, I hear you. you. Well, but but I think, I think personally, and I could be wrong, but I think that those things are not linear in the sense that if if the music would have been like, yeah, we're fine, and then two years later came out with another album that was different and and, and created something amazing, it could have just been like the album. Because think about all the bands that you know. Is there... You know, they don't all just go like, great, 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 better, 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 and then down, done. I mean, some people well, have like, you know, lulls, and all of a sudden their best album is their fifth album. You don't, and music had moved on. And I think that was nothing could have been clearer to me that music had moved on. And it was fascinating to hear Nick Hodgson say, you know, it got it got to a very tangible point for him where he recognized that the landscape had changed to a point mm-hmm. where what they were doing didn't have the same sort of relevance. And I mean, while that's not quite the same as us, because obviously, you know, Nick talked about it himself, the fact that what they did was much more of a, an aimed thing. Um, I don't know. I think they were just, I think, and I think this is still out there, a bit of a feeling of, well, you know, regardless of the fact that everything kind of shrunk, you could still be abandoned. You could still be like doing tours and making music, you know, at a, at a different level. Um, I, I guess there's an element of truth to that, but, you know, I don't, I suppose it's a bit of a weird alley I've taken us down here. I can't even remember why the fuck we've gone down here, but this is where <laughs> we appear to be. I don't, it just, it, it's, it still weighs heavy on me, does that? And I, I can't think, I can't imagine there's a person listening to this podcast who don't understand that. Yeah. You know what I mean? The yeah. fact that seeing something, something you love and connect with so much, not connect with as many people and, 
like I said, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fucking difficult thing, I guess. But that's a, that. As I said, that is the sort of root of the incongruity of the fact that here we are now, already nearly sold out, a fucking fifteen thousand capacity gig at like Temple Newton. Do you know what I mean? It couldn't be a fucking perfect place. It couldn't yeah. be a better place, could the man? It is like a dream, though, isn't it? Like a dream finish. Yeah, well, exactly. And if I'm not wrong, it'll be in the field just in front of where you got chased by them fucking cows that time. <laughs> there, which is another one of my favourite David Cobbold moments. Because we used to go up to Tempsey and like kick a football around or throw a frisbee about or whatever. We were messing about with this frisbee. And he went into this cow field anyway. And it, was like, it, went over, it went over a hedge, did it? It did, I, yeah. There were no way through that hedge. And I eventually found a way through the hedge, but further down the field. Yeah. And I had to go through the hedge and up. Up the up the hill to, to retrieve the frisbee. <laughs> I get to the top of the hill, and these fucking like there's a herd of cows. <laughs> they just seem to look at me, and I just sort of froze. I still not reached the frisbee yet. <laughs> We're having this bit of a standoff. So I've got to get this fucking frisbee. So I ran to get the frisbee. They started running. I started running. It came down that hill, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I came over at the top of this hill running with this frisbee in my hand. And I was thinking, what's he fucking running for? And then <laughs> inside of it, fucking herd of cows. And just... An entire herd. And exactly as he describes it, he disappeared over the brow of this hill. And I thought to myself, well, it must appear now. It's, it was right there. That's, you know, that's where we thought it was. <laughs> and then I think I just heard like, oh, shit. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and then he just appears running over the hill with, like he says, just an entire fucking herd of cows. <laughs> and it was one of them moments where we're like, oh, shit, come on, mate. That's <laughs> it, mate. Come on, run. <laughs> you better fucking run. <laughs> it was like you peeing in that lake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I nearly died for a frisbee. You died for a ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, so oh, we've done we've done pro evo. Yeah, we did, we've done that. Me drinking your orange juice. We've done that. We haven't done hiding the joints. That sort of banter. <laughs> that was so funny. That Pete. Yeah. <laughs> he, he used to roll a joint, and then he'd roll a joint and go. We'd both be having a joint at the same time. He'd roll a joint. And the etiquette was, if they left the room and the joint on shore, you were to hide that joint. And then they'd sit back down with a drink, a cup of tea, and they'd go, right, oh, for fuck's sake. Where, where have you put it? Fucking hell. You... I, I haven't moved it. I haven't moved it. <laughs> oh, just tell me where it fucking is. Honestly, I haven't moved it. <laughs> the worst fucking thing was, like, he'd do it, he'd do it to you. Who started it? Were it you? I can't remember. Well, but, I mean, it's just another another one of his bloody quirks when we lived together. But as he describes, we'd both sit there, you know, he'd get back from work or whatever we were doing, you know, oh, so we have a joint, we'd both sort of skin up or whatever and make drinks. And then I, if he did it to me... I'd, I'd, I'd fucking walk back in and sit down. And because I've been thinking about something totally different, I'll sit down, look for my joint, and be like, oh, I didn't skin up. And start skinning up again. And then he just starts pissing himself. And I'm just like, what's up with you? And he's just like, I think you've already done that, mate. And like, oh, for fuck's sake, if you we did it again. <laughs> well, when I heard him and you'd go, uh, just tell me where it is. <laughs> I, 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 let's play a hot and gold game. I'm not playing hot and cold game. You'd <laughs> always, you'd always know, you'd always know though, because this went on for years, didn't it? Like hiding people's joints. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'd always know when person came in and just went, "Where the fuck is it?" <laughs> <laughs> you're like, all right, mate. All right, come on. Well, you, We're know, all friends. Come on. <laughs> you'd have the set places, and we'd run out of places, so your eyes would just scan around the room. Uh-huh. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> 
That reminded me of the funny one that you said last time that had me just rolling was all the IOUs. Honestly, that was fucking funny. That because I don't I don't think we've ever spoke about that. So to talk about it on the podcast yeah. been brilliant. Honestly, honestly, just like fucking oh, us. Get six bags. I've got six bags for when I get back. <laughs> I'm thinking, right, I'll just have one of them and put a twenty pound note back. You won't miss another one. It's got one there to come back to. It reminded me of the movie Dumb and Dumber. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They break the uh, suitcase of money and they, they open it up and there's like, there's an IOU for 198000 He's like, you're going to want to hold on to that one. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that'll do for this evening. And this, I mean, we've not podcasted in the summer. I mean, this might be something that I have to, I have to look at with the, you know, getting some sort of fans in here because it is fucking hot as shit in here. <laughs> um, but yeah, lovely to have Deg on again, and we'll have him on lots more because he, he fits in really fun in conversation. I think so. Thank you, Deg. You look very hot too, by the way. You're all right. Over there? I agree. You're really hot. Yeah, I'm hot. Super hot. <laughs> Right, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Pete fucking Fletcher, as usual. Nice one, thank Cheers, you. Cheers, Pete. Nice to meet Cheers. you. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, it's working now. Whether it keeps yeah. recording, we will find out. Shall I play the uh, music intro? So Deg's got the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Pete. <laughs> Fuck off, Pete. <laughs> Fuck off, yeah, you the, fucking <laughs> Mate, he always pulls that out of fucking bag. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, like, fucking hell. Yes! I, I try and have this fucking... <laughs> I try and have this fucking persona where I'm really calm, nice person. And he fucking, anyone we come on, like, honestly, he fucking, oh man. He pulls that out so fucking much, man. Honestly, fucking, who would it Phil? Phil? Yeah. Phil were in hysterics about that one. I think everyone's a bit like, what the fuck is going on? It's like room. <laughs> I think only one I said don't fucking do it with was um <laughs> Let's have that again, Pete. Have that again. Oh he's got more than that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck off yeah, the fucking <laughs> 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 We haven't even done a fucking intro yet. Oh god, this oh. is gonna be the intro. It's oh, gonna have to be the intro. Oh god. <laughs> Jesus Christ.